Here we go again. Yeah, I think we're three weeks into January now. Wanted to highlight the Monsters of Rock cruise just coming up in April. Uh, I've got no plans of going this year. Uh, taking a little break. Still wanted to give a little highlight, a little shout out because uh, it is one of the best cruises out there. So many cruises going on. A lot of classic rock cruises, classic rock festivals, rock festivals. Plenty to choose from. This one costs you a little bit, but you see they do little other things. Kinds of bands. I believe that's from 2018. Uh, not exactly sure, but uh, just wanted to give a highlight and a shout out because... Uh, like I said, it's 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 so great. I've only missed a couple since uh, 2013. I think it started in 2012. Me and my buddy John that I met at Rock, Oklahoma. Uh, we both just went on our own. Met in the middle. Kept adding people as we went. Uh, oh, shout out to Tony and Shelley uh, from Arizona. I don't know if they're going this year. Uh, you know, miss them. Uh, Jay and Angie. I think we met them. Uh, they're from. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky, so they was close by. Actually went to a few things they got going on. Uh, so uh, lots of stuff uh, there going on. Lots of great people you meet from all over the world. I've met people from over in England, Australia, uh, Japan. I mean, you meet people waiting in line to get in. You, you you meet all the rock stars. You talk to them. So many stories there. Uh, Monsters of Rock Cruise is definitely, uh, if you can afford it, uh, save up for it, and they let you make payments. Uh, it is definitely a, a highlight of the year when you do go with uh, talk of uh, many years to come uh, I don't even know if I could pick a favorite year because every year has just got its own uh, magic about it but, uh, but anyway I just wanted to give a little shout out to the Monsters Rock Cruise there uh, and they work hard to make it happen uh, they're also the same people do Monsters on the Mountain uh, I'll do a highlight of that sometime uh, Waiting to see if it's going to happen this year. Some people speculating that it won't. I don't think they announced it last year till February. So, uh, so I haven't given a pope on that yet. We'll wait and see. Uh, well, let's get into. We've got a little music news. Uh, talking about a journey last time with uh, Greg Raleigh and Jonathan Cain. And uh, thought Jonathan Cain was out. Greg Raleigh was in. Uh, which I love Jonathan Kane and I love Greg Raleigh. I haven't ever seen Greg Raleigh, so I was kind of excited to go see him. But uh, a friend of mine, Shauna, she uh, sent a little thing uh, saying that that's not the case. Uh, Greg Raleigh is not part of it. Uh, uh, now, I got my information from Classic Rock Magazine, uh, which uh, the magazine, that just shows you how things can change because uh, they're usually spot on. But... Uh, I mean, the music business, it can change on a dime, you know. And it's the Journey name getting booked. And uh, it's the 50th uh, anniversary, I guess, that they're touring on, which uh, there's a few bands touring on the 50th anniversary. It was crazy to think. But because uh, I think Kiss is doing a 50th anniversary before they wrap their uh, end of the road tour up. Uh, but uh, Journey, uh, see, I, I found this little thing. This is too big of an anniversary not to allow people to come back if they wanted to come back you invite everybody in uh, ainsley dunbar should be invited um 
George Tickner, if he's still around, should be invited. Why not? You know, I mean, hey, he did some writing and he was with the band at the very beginning. And yeah, that's what I agree with him on that. Uh, the 50th anniversary, picture differences aside, whether it be with Jonathan Cain uh, or be with Greg Raleigh or Anthony Dunbar, whoever, uh, and whether it's show here or there, whatever, you know, like Foreigner did, you know, Mint Jones is the only original member, but I believe it was the last tour. He ended up having, uh, you know, Lou Graham show up at some shows, and uh, I think they still have words now, but, but, uh, and that's a shame that Foreigner's not even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's a whole other issue, though, but, uh, I mean, so I mean, I, I get people want to see the original members. I really do. Uh, in fact, I was uh, I was gonna go watch April Wine uh, over in Ohio, but then uh, a friend of mine from Canada pointed out to me that uh, Miles Goodwin was retiring from touring, which is understandable. He's got to be in his seventies, and uh, so that, that kind of changed my mind. I was going to go if my brother was still going to go, but uh, he decided not to go. So I, I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of the venue. The venue's it's okay. It, it'll do. I'm glad there's places for these guys to go and play. So it'll it'll do. I'm all right with it. But uh, it's not my favorite venue. So you know, I wait. If they come, you know, maybe closer by or something, or or another opportunity pops up, and I, I might go see them just for the songs. You know, but. Without Miles Goodwin, you know he's the he's the voice, he's the singer, and uh, and the guitarist, uh, one of the guitarist. So I'm not going to see them. Uh, noticing that uh, little clip I played, uh, Jeff Beck thing was in the back, and I, I know I mentioned last time uh, I, I regret not going to see Jeff Beck. I uh, I regret not seeing Jeff Beck at that last concert that I had a chance to go to, but I have seen Jeff Beck. I did get to, to see him with Paul Rogers and Ann Wilson from Heart. So, uh, so I mean, so I have seen them. So I, I do get to mark that off my list, you know. So of all the, I've seen all the greats, I believe. Very few. Uh, I like to see the Rolling Stones, the Who. That's a couple that I can think of offhand. But uh, anyway, and then, and then there's a lot of uh, those other cruises. Uh, I'll get back to the cruises where you can see these other bands or these other festivals. So. You just gotta research what you want to do. You gotta look on the other side of everything else. Anyway, if you're catching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, uh, comment. Uh, so I, I've kind of listened to the some viewers, uh, some listeners. Uh, you know, like I said, Sean pointed out uh, the whole journey situation. So, and if it changes, uh, I'll report on it. But uh, from what she sent me, it's looking like uh, Greg Raleigh's not in. Uh, said 50th anniversary so hopefully they'll get some things changed there uh but somebody else uh andy uh ma'am I, I, I worked with him and uh then he uh, and then he became a teacher at a, a, a neighboring uh, school and uh, i was djing at the time and he'd get me and my friend joey in there we did dj a lot of his uh uh after basketball parties uh so I had a good good time there. Uh, he played music, and uh, so anyway, Andy uh, he uh, recommended a uh, a documentary because I've been uh, pointing out documentaries. Which uh, this Wednesday, Triumph documentary is going to be Access TV. If you got Access TV, uh, 
uh, a huge Triumph fan, one of my top top favorite bands. Uh, so I recommend uh, that. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely got it set to the chord, and I'm going to be watching that and uh, I'll report on that next week, I'm sure. But here, pointed out one uh, is on Tubi, uh, Tubi Television, uh, and that's T-U-B-I. It's a uh, free. Got movies, got TV shows, all kinds of stuff, and uh, it's got uh, some documentaries, and it's got one uh, called "What Is Classic Rock." And on that note, what is classic rock? Is it a genre? Is it a marketing term? A time period, perhaps? How do you define the term classic rock? You wonder. So that uh, was a pretty good uh, documentary, and uh, it is a great question, and uh, and he really gets into it because uh, uh, classic rock was uh, basically uh, a radio term that they came up with. Uh, at, like I think it was 1980. They they pointed out in the documentary. Uh, you know, in 1980, you know, there was, uh, they were changing the format and they calling it classic rock station. They were playing like stuff from the seventies because 50s and sixties were getting to be considered oldies. Uh, then, so you could even go into the uh, early eighties as part of classic rock. So uh, it's, it's really up to the listener and a lot of people have different points of views, but this guy, he couldn't get anybody to, to, to finance his uh, documentary so he uh they just went out on his own just him with camera he went to these i don't know how long it took him to do it but uh probably at least a year two years maybe he went around uh interviewed all these different people got all these different points of views uh and uh classic rock i mean it's what do you think classic rock is because now in classic rock stations, they've uh, they have had, they've evolved. Because uh, as somebody pointed out in there, if, uh, sooner or later it becomes oldies if you just keep playing the same thing. So now you classic rock are playing they're playing stuff from the nineties. So is classic rock anything over twenty five years old, thirty years old? Is classic rock just seventies, early eighties? And then does it turn into like you know eighties rock? I don't know. Or it's hard to you know, grunge has got its own thing, uh, you know, and then they went into new metal and uh, industrial. And there's so many subgenres now. Uh, that's one thing I, I miss. I like mixing it up. They even go into the, you know, the whole death of uh, a lot of them. They all seem to agree that rock's not dead, but they all seem to think that it's dying. And in a way, uh, maybe, I mean, because it's not what it was. It's kind of reverted back. To the original where it's uh being played at state fairs and all that but if you if you notice all the big concerts or the majority of the big concerts even though you got to put three or four bands on the bill or whatever it, it's kind of the classic rock 80s rock early 90s genre even like monsters of rock cruise you know because I know a lot of people got uh, upset at the last cruise because they added a uh, lit, which was more of a, a later 90s band, early 2000s. And uh, it didn't bother me because they, they, they killed it. They sounded great. Buck Cherry, they, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. But they got that classic rock sound. People don't seem to have a problem with that because it is more of the, the sound. And it's classic rock just a sound.
that's what you get into now because they're that's what I do here I, I try to highlight a lot of the bands that has that sound and, and you know they're newer bands but uh anyway let's see what else we can get into here uh let's get into a little news uh, we all know about the whole Biden thing they just keep finding classified documents and the last one I heard was a uh Found classified documents uh, from when he was a senator. So, I mean, how long has this guy been doing this? And, I mean, why are they classified if uh, anybody can just carry them right out? You know, take them right out of the White House, wherever they're at, whatever. I mean, shouldn't there be a process? I mean, and, and it's just a hypocrisy. We talked about it before. It comes back to you. You had Nancy Pelosi's on. Nobody's above the law, and Biden's saying, "I, I, how can anybody be so irresponsible? I take it so seriously, you know, classified documents." And then evidently he didn't. And then I've been seeing pictures of uh, Hunter Biden uh, in the driving the Corvette, and uh, we know a lot of the classified documents uh, they got uh, discovered sitting in the garage behind the Corvette. And. Uh, and Hunter Biden, I mean, he's had dealings with China, you know, uh, and uh, China is uh, one of our, we're one of our enemies, whether you want to admit it or not. But uh, but anyway, I wanted to get off of that a little bit, even though I just talked about it a lot. But uh, yeah, big thing, I think uh, Alec Baldwin, he's uh, been charged with a reckless manslaughter or something like that. I believe that's what it is, or. or Reckless abandon. I can't remember exactly that terminology for it, but uh, the, the Baldwin thing when he's on the movie set and he uh, he uh, pointed the gun, he shot it, and he ended up killing somebody. Of course, he says I didn't pull the trigger, but then there's experts saying, uh, "Well, there's no way he had to." You know, it is probably a hairpin trigger, but that means he had his finger on the trigger. And uh, so anyway, that's the thing now. Who has taken issue with Baldwin's claim that he didn't pull the trigger. He's a weapons safety expert for films. He's been involved in investigations of four accidental movie set shootings, including the 1993 shooting of Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee. Steve, good to have you back on the program. Obviously, this is big news that he is being charged with involuntary manslaughter. Remember the um, Brandon Lee one, that's a big thing. This moment with George Stephanopoulos and Alec Baldwin. We'll on the other side of this. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, no, no. So, no. I, I so it wasn't in the script from the pull, pull the trigger. trigger. So why no. did he have his finger on the trigger? And See, then what's, what's why did he just lie thing? about Given it? He's just so know. arrogant. I think that's why I don't have any sympathy for him. I, I think as much as I can say on, on um, you know, family television. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's a pretty good little interview there. Uh, some experts talking about it, and like that guy there, he said it could have been a hairpin trigger, but you had to have your finger on the trigger. It's not just going to go off. And the thing about the kind of gun it was, it wasn't a Glock or whatever. It was a, it's a Western, so it was a your six shooter. So you you just you can look right down and you can see if there's anything in the chamber. The only thing I got is uh, they should be looking at more than just Alec Baldwin. Uh, now he's the producer. He was the one that had his finger on the trigger. So, yeah, he is responsible. And that could be the civil case. And I think he did settle that with some money, as most of them, that's what they do. But, uh, 
person that he hired was negligent in their job, negligent on their job because somebody gave him a gun and said it was a cold gun, meaning that there there wasn't anything in the chamber. Uh, the scene didn't even pull for anything to be trigger be pulled. So it's just just a lot of things there, and then his arrogance. That's why I just have no sympathy for him. And uh, yeah, something needs to be happening. Maybe to change things. Maybe people oh, they they fight to have their name put on there as a producer, even when they don't even really do anything. So maybe people will say, hey, I don't want that responsibility. I don't. Probably not. It's probably not going to change anything because. Uh, most of them maybe not as arrogant as uh, Alec Baldwin, but they're all pretty arrogant. But anyway, I did. I do want to showcase some new music by some older bands. Uh, so uh, instead of going into maybe bands you haven't heard of, these are bands you've heard of that put out some new songs. And uh, one of them's uh, Astro Pussycat. Uh, my friend Greg, he uh, is the one that uh, pointed this out to me that they had a new song. It don't sound bad. It's got some potential. I was reading an interview uh, with uh, Tammy Downs, a uh, singer for Faster Pussycat, and they asked if uh, there was an album coming to follow, and, uh, and uh, interestingly enough, he said that they wasn't doing an album, they were just going to release singles as they did them. And uh, then if they got so many singles, then they might put it as a collaborator, you know, effort of uh, all the songs together and then put an album out later on but uh but that's what i think a lot of bands are going to end up doing they're just going to start doing singles and uh because most of them's touring constantly because that, that's where they're making their money and a lot of them just do weekend five dates and stuff anyway or they get on to a, a bill with a couple other bands where they can uh you know make it worth being out on the road and uh I've always liked Faster Pussycat. Now on the cruise, uh, they were always good, and uh, they they definitely had their audience. They get a big audience. Uh, they do a midnight show that uh, people just love. But uh, to me, he kind of got goth there for a little while. He, he kind of got dark and that stuff. And uh, and uh, but I mean the early Faster Pussycat songs. I mean I was a big fan of those. Uh, Where there's a whip, there's a way. Uh, I mean, I love that, uh, that album that I was off of, and, uh, but, uh, but anyway, it's got some potential, uh, I'm liking that song, I think there's another song coming out, uh, so we'll keep an eye out for that and see what's going on with that, and, uh, now we're going to jump up a little bit, uh, another favorite band of mine, this is more, uh, into the 2000s, a Theory of a Dead Man. I always like these guys. Always fun. Cheap drinks, sticky flaws in my safe place. Driving cross lanes in my brand new car. Seat laid back as I'm going hard. Looking real slick with my big chainsaw. Cause I'ma just do whatever I want. I feel crazy, I feel amazing. Kinda got a little bit of the rap in there. Good groove, I like it. Just a band, uh, or, uh, I was just looking at uh, see what new was coming out, and uh, I forget if it was uh, if it was Amazon or if it was uh, 
it was Google, but uh, they had a thing where they just uh, they was playing like the new songs, just just had a list of the uh, new songs that's coming out, and uh, that was one of them. So uh, I think they do have an album coming out, uh, but uh, but uh, that caught my attention. It had a good little groove. Uh, it was good fun. Like I said, a little rap feel to it there, but that good rock rap, and uh, so I was kind of into that. I like that. Uh, now another one somebody pointed out at the very when I first started doing podcast. Uh, well, speaking of podcast, let me. Uh, I did talk to my friend Sean a little while back. He's uh, my partner in Rejected Reality, and uh, he's still keeping real busy. Uh, he's got uh, some issues going on, and then he's uh, working uh, a lot of hours, uh, and uh, I guess he's kind of becoming a big uh, maintenance guy up there where he's at, and uh, which he's loving. So I mean, but he said he was working on a podcast room. I don't know if that means he's going to start him another thing on the side, or if he's wanting to get rejected reality back up, and and if we could do that uh, again. But uh, if we do, I'll definitely let you know here, and uh, I'll definitely be posting it on Facebook and whatnot. And uh, but uh, anyway, when I first started doing this podcast, uh, somebody pointed out Liliac. And if you're not familiar with Liliac, uh, let, let me get you familiar with Liliac real quick. Your voice is so big. I absolutely loved it. And you guys play great. The further we go on the world's best, we get to bring rock and roll back to the people. And that's kind of the Liliac dream. Anyway, uh, Liliac, I got to see him uh, a couple of years ago at the first Monsters on the Mountain, and uh, and uh, I really enjoyed them. Uh, when somebody's like, hey, have you heard of these guys? And I uh, yeah, I've heard of them. And uh got to see them, and uh, I remember uh, my wife and I, we first started watching, they were real young, and they'd be playing like on the Santa Monica Pier and stuff like that, and uh, they'd get a big crowd around them, and their mom and dad was over there, and you know, putting it up there, and they kind of became YouTube stars, and then evidently they got on uh, uh, The Voice or something from uh, Australia or England, wherever that is, I don't know. But, uh, but Liliac, definitely check them out, because uh, they're all a uh, family, they're all brother and sister, and they've grown up, because like I said, they were like young, really, really young, whenever they first watched it, now they're, uh, you know, a few of them like young adults now. And, uh, but uh, the the girls got such a powerful voice, and they do a lot of uh, they got some originals. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not so much into their originals as much so far. Uh, I'll keep an eye on it, see if they put anything out, and uh, and maybe I need to do a little better research on it and see if there is something. But uh, but they do a lot of uh, you know, Dio, Iron Maiden, uh, stuff like that, and. Uh, I think you get a kick out of them, uh, especially if you like uh, the cover bands, if you like the tribute stuff. So uh, they they are definitely worth uh, checking out. So, but uh, so I think that's where I'm going to end it here. Uh, just remember, if you're looking for uh, you know, good music, TV, cruises, documentaries, whatever, sometimes you got to look on the other side because that's that's just where everything else might be. It's just like a just like the hokey pokey you put your left foot in you take your left foot out you put your left foot in you shake it all about and then you gotta turn yourself around because you know who knows that, that just might be what it's all about
You don't know. But anyway, the only other advice I can give you is uh, if at first you don't succeed, skydiving might not be for you. So until the next time, I'll see you on the other side.